Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 410, recorded January 19th, 2020. On tonight's episode, we talk some Fire Emblem Engage. Looks like Steam World might be coming back to the Nintendo. And rest in peace, Google Stadia. Plus, we're here with our Patreon producer, Jacqueline Amira. Jesse, cue the music! Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, what is going on? I'm your host today, Justin Masson, sitting in this spot. Uh, and you folks are tuned into Nintendo Dads. And I am joined today by two of the coolest people on the internet. And first, I'm going to say, you know, we're, Jesse's doing the soundboard, blah, blah, blah. I love you, Jesse. You're great. But Jacqueline is here. And I'm going to tell you, I've been doing this for 410 episodes, and nobody brings the energy bouncing around, dancing in their chair like Jacqueline did. I wish if you'd seen it live, folks, on stream, it was amazing. Jacqueline, Welcome to Nintendo Dads. How are you today? I am doing great. How are you? Great. Thanks for asking. You just you just have this energy that you're just smiling and you're bopping around and bouncing and <laughs> and dancing. And I love it because I'm going to tell you, Tim and Marty do not bring that kind of energy. You know what I'm saying? They just kind of sit there very stoic. <laughs> so so I love that energy that you're bringing. So I appreciate that. We're going to come back talk to you in a second. But Jackie, uh, sorry, Jackie, Jesse, it's Jackie, Justin, and Jesse. Oh my gosh, it's the Triple J's today. Uh, Jesse Waldak, soundboard pal, how are you today, buddy? Pretty good. Uh, while we were waiting for you to hop on, uh, uh, Jacqueline and I were talking some Power Rangers. That was a, that was fun. Yeah, and though having the three J's isn't as bad as one podcast we did with Roundtable, where we had Zach Erickson, Zach Miller, and Zach O'Neill. Oh my gosh. All, three Zachs spelt differently but yet we had three Zacks, so that was a fun show. Wow, a little bit of lack of diversity on the cast there. Let me tell you, all Zacks, right? Those are the primary requirement, right, to be getting into it. But hold on a second. Power Rangers are coming back, and I, and I did come in very at the end. What? So, Jacqueline, do you know about this? Are you a big Power Rangers fan, or do you know much about this stuff? Say hello to my wall of fame. People. Oh, okay. <laughs> right on. So who do you got back there? You've got... Uh, I have JDF. I have Aisha, Karen Ashley, Steve Cardenas. I have Catherine Sutherland, Nakia Baris, who, by the way, have a channel of their own via Patreon, Power Rangers Playback. They wow. have original content, skits. They are just as sweet in person as they appear on TV. They are their family to me. And they also bring in actors from other seasons as well and interview them. And oh, they wow. have a lot of fun, family friendly, just like you guys. That's great. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. So big, so big power. So are you excited for this? Because I have seen, I've seen some things on, in, on the internet. Looks like obviously not all the Rangers are back. A couple of them are back. Uh, on a level hype, power hype are you for, Jacqueline? I'm excited. At the same time, it kind of makes me realize, oh my God, I'm old. Power what? Rangers right? is 30. I'm oh my God. I'm 40 this year. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, I, I'm I'm yeah. not gonna. Well, you're younger than both Jesse and I, so that's, yeah. That's I, I told her that when <laughs> yeah. when the show started in '93, I was a sophomore in college. Wow. Okay. Well. Oh so, yeah, okay. I've I've been a fan f f since then, and again, a a fan that isn't the target audience. I was much already older than the target. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'm, I mean, I'm 56, so I, I have the Paul Rudd aging effect. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my 42. God. 42, just kidding. 
So yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Very excited. But I know that like for some people that was definitely their jam. I was kind of, kind of coming out of that, but I remember just mm-hmm. seeing so much of it, watching a little bit of that as well. And it's been such a nostalgia touchstone to see people, right? It's kind of like Ninja Turtles and Pokemon, those things in the nineties mm-hmm. that have really become such a touchstone. Obviously the, the recent passing of one of the actors as well, I'm sure weighed heavily in that community. So uh, JDF. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So uh, excited, excited for that occurs for folks as well. Now we're not a Power Ranger podcast, but we are a Nintendo podcast and we're excited to jump into all the Nintendo nerdy news. And of course, Jacqueline is here as our Patreon producer sitting in the hot seat. She's got some topics we're going to talk about and boy, uh, preview. I'm already hungry thinking about these things as well. So we're going to jump <laughs> right into the news. Jesse, cue the music card. <laughs> And of course, today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. I'm going to talk about that later because they've got some exciting news, new products that I probably won't ever use. Jesse will definitely use. I am, uh, I'm looking forward to that one, actually. Yeah. And uh, and so it'll be interesting. But of course, we're also brought to you by Patreon.com, where you can head to Patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can be part of this uh, this crazy dumpster fire of a show that we put on every single a week. You can help us keep the lights and the mics on, and we greatly appreciate it. All right, let's jump right into the news. Uh, let's start off with this one. Jacqueline, NDP yes. sales. Nintendo Switch is the best-selling gaming hardware for 2022. This is the sixth year running that it has been the best hardware selling. Any shock here? Or, or, no. or And I'm going to ask you, <laughs> you think it's going to continue in 2023? I think so. Okay. Especially when Tears of the Kingdom drops. That's just going to be like, boom. Yep. For, <laughs> sh- for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm gonna also going to challenge you with this other thought. Predictions we had last year. Do you think we're seeing any hardware revisions in 2023? Mm, well, if the rumor mill is correct... And and we're big Zelda fans in my house. If Tears nice. of the Kingdom is the last game, legit game for the Switch to come out, I don't think they're going to be as keen to release new hardware as they are to pump people up for the next console that'll replace the Switch. Yeah, yeah. And are you in? Are you kind of in that in that in that camp uh, that we're going to see it in twenty twenty three, but it goes market twenty twenty four? I think or, so. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Jesse, what about you? You think we're going to continue to see the switch switch hit uh, for 2023 for being the seventh year in a row for hardware? I originally wouldn't have thought so being, okay. you know, but I saw a tweet that's saying that Nintendo might announce that they plan on ramping up starting in April. I think really? I don't, I don't know what all of that about. I don't know if they well, have old tickered chips that need to burn off or what, but, uh, that's interesting. That, that, they were that surprised up. me if I yeah. really saw that. Actually, I, I've I have done a little research and Ooh. I have a spreadsheet showing you know when each Nintendo console has come out since going back to the NES, then tells me how many days between them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The, uh, the the currently the console with the largest lifespan has is the Wii. It's like just shy of six years. Like by oh, days really? like within hmm. a week uh because the wii came out in november the wii u came out in november about six years so we're looking at six years you know the six <laughs> year and one day in for the switch will be mm-hmm. sometime early march so I, yeah so hmm. i'll keep an eye on that and when that day happens we'll say hey switch is now the longest running nintendo console yeah 
but yeah, isn't there I, yet? I, yeah, I mean, not not quite there yet, but definitely, yeah, definitely not it, shocking. I I think if it hasn't yet, it will soon uh, beat out the lifespan of the NES. It, really, it it was like five years, ten months. So it's okay. about where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's I and mean, that's a healthy lifespan. Not not a huge not a huge shock, right? And I think I think there's so many things in play that that help the switch continue in this in this six years of success, right? Obviously, um, the pandemic and chip shortages were a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think that hardware sales got a massive bump right when Animal Crossing came out, and again, that's that is a pandemic related component of it. I think they also just were able to really capitalize in going into that market of handheld home console, really being able to play that, playing those, those two parts of it. And then I think, like I said before, that chip shortage really benefited them. Right. And I see, I think in 2023, I'm going to, I'm going to be contrary here. I don't think it's going to have a seventh year in a row. And the reason, reason I think that is PlayStation has started to be able to get consoles on, on, on shelves now. And so I think that that may play, I think we're going to, now I'm going to, I'm going to read Jacqueline here. I think we're going to see, I think we see spike months, right? So I think May, a hundred percent right it's going to be the number one selling hardware because here's the kingdom come out people are going to buy it then right maybe there's another mario game like in october i think you're to see that spike again but and i think the holiday be, bundle with mario kart holiday bundle for <laughs> sure right so i don't know if it's going to be consistent but i think that they're going to they're going to have a solid year but i think if indeed playstation sony has actually been able to shore up that short that ship shortage i think they may be in on, in competition in that space as well yeah, yeah. Really sony did is the best-selling console in terms of revenue but yes mm, yeah because 200 dollars difference per unit yeah but but yes which has the per the unit sales at this for the last yeah, year for sure Jacqueline, what we're kind of thinking about this like magical next console that we're we're you know thinking about here. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. What would be like? What would be some features that you think the next Switch or next Nintendo console has to have for you? Like, what is like a that that has to be there? They need to make it in pink. <laughs> you guys see the chair? Yes. You see the ears? It okay. Has to come Perfect. In pink. All right, Nintendo. I know you listen, <laughs> Doug Bowser. I know you listen to our call. Right, I, this happens. We have folks in, at Nintendo of America who've reached out. Listen, Jacqueline just wants a pink switch. All right, just do that, and you're you're done. <laughs> right, you're done. Okay, I like. I don't it. need pink. the Animal Crossing colors. I don't need anything else. Just make it pink. <laughs> Did you pick up the coral one? It's kind of a coral pink, right? The the light. The light. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Fair enough. Any other features? So so it has to be pink. Any other features that you want? I want the old school store from the Wii back that was discontinued in 2019. Mm-hmm. I still have my backwards compatible Wii for, for nostalgia purposes. There's like 30 games yes. on there. I refuse to get rid of it. I want that old school store back. I know there's NSO online, but they shorted us as gamers on a lot. Yeah. Especially with Nintendo 64. Yes. Is there a game that you that you like every time it goes to an eShop you always buy? I'll, like mine has always been Super Mario 2. Like whatever eShop, like I have bought that game digitally probably a dozen times it feels like because I was mm-hmm. because things didn't carry over. Is there a game for you that is kind of like that like you always buy it no matter what if it shows up on an eShop? Mario Party 2. Nice. I know NSO online did eventually come out with it last year. But Mario Party 2, definitely. Also, Legend of the Seven Stars. 
I have right. that and I refuse to get rid of it. <laughs> Legend of the Seven Stars. I'm going to be honest with you, Jacqueline. That's a deep cut for me. What is what is that one? The, the that is Mario a Mario RPG. game. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it's Mario the, the RPG. Super, yeah, the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. Mario RPG. Got it. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know why. I always refer to it as Mario RPG. But okay, yeah, Seven Stars. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. True story. I have not finished that game. Uh, that was part of, we used to, do, we used to do a long, a long, long time ago, we used to do like retro rewinds where we would take mm-hmm. one game and we would try and like play them through the month. I remember Mario RPG was one of the ones. And I think I had it on, I think I had it on my 3DS. Does that sound right? Mario RPG on 3DS. Is that on an eShop? Maybe. Game I, don't, yeah, I don't know. It was, I, th- I think it was on the, it was on the Wii I think it was on the Wii U virtual console. Okay. It definitely was on the mm-hmm. like the Super Nintendo Classic. Okay. Okay, that may be where I've seen that as well. Yeah, okay. and when we did that retro rewind, that was the first time I actually finished it. I in the I've tried oh. playing that game two or three times earlier, and I got to a, a stuck point, and I don't remember where the stuck point was. I do know it was uh, after the the Power Rangers sp- sp- spoof uh, fight. I always, nice. I've always am- was amused by that one. Okay. There's a Power Rangers spoof fight in Mario RPG? Yes. Wow. I'm going to be honest with you. Means you didn't get very far. That's only like halfway through the game. Didn't get very far, but like the amount of Power Ranger references that have occurred in about 15 minutes of a podcast where we typically never talk about Power Rangers. And, and I did that on purpose. Otherwise, I probably would have forgotten to bring it up. wearing a Power Ranger shirt. And he's right wearing now, the shirt. And that is a complete coincidence. I did not plan that. All right, whatever whatever we were thinking today's episode <laughs> title is, it's going to have to be Power Ranger something. I don't care. Jacqueline gets to figure it out, but that is the that is a response because that is incredible. If you were playing along at home, folks, on the Nintendo Dad's bingo card, How about Mighty Morphin Nintendo Dad, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Check. I think, yeah, I think we used that one before. Well, that's great. So let's see how hardware sales go, but I do think we're going to see some spikes but I don't know if we're going to see another successful year. But again, not a huge shock. We know the Switch has had such a huge run uh, this year. Um, I I am really... (sighs) Nervous is the wrong word, but I'm going to use the word nervous, about this next console, about this transition that Nintendo is going into. And I know that their president has said, like, we're we're very cautious about it. We want to make sure we're positioned right because they think of how much momentum they had with the Wii and how quickly they just snowballed that with the Wii U. Well, so I'm it isn't really... just Nintendo. It's the entire industry have a, has a hard time mm. with following up a successful console. Yeah, yeah. And and so I'm I'm I'm, I'm like there are so many questions I have. Like are, are like Nintendo has oh, not always, but Nintendo has kind of been a fan of, of 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 really looking over Apple's shoulder for the last several years, several decades. Like, could we end up seeing them saying like, you know, here, here's the new iPad, here's the new iPad Air. Here's a new switch. Here's a new switch air, whatever it is. But like, it's like, how do they keep in that family where you don't lo- like the brand switch, the sound switch, all of their marketing has gone really well for them. Right. So how do you make sure you don't drop that and you don't lose it, but also, also explain to some people that this is a new product or a new console or like, I don't know. I always, I always said like, what I want for the new switch is I want to be able to go into a store and buy like the new model, whatever it is. And I can buy it modularly. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. the core thing, right? The core screen base, but inside that, that's maybe now got a, you know, new processor, like all, like all the pieces, like it's very modular where we could kind of upgrade pieces as we needed to. Like building your own gaming PC. 
sort of well in some ways right well i mean like like instead of going about and buying a brand the brand new switch if you have the joy con and a dock from previous ones you can use those things and all you're really buying is the new core Mm -hmm. core Mm -hmm. part of it right like or if you're brand new you can buy the whole thing right i kind of want that but they're probably they're probably not going to do that and it's going to be something none of us expected and we're all like why why are you doing this this doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. because nintendo has to nintendo very true statement. Very true statement. Well, you know who doesn't need to compete against Nintendo? Google Stadia. Because, because they're not competing with anybody anymore. I know. Because unfortunately, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, this yesterday, Wednesday, the 17th of January, right? 17th? No, 18th of January, 18th, 18th at uh, 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, uh, Google Stadia was laid to rest. Google has shut down. Uh, all their servers and content as well. So now Google is officially done. Now, interestingly enough, one of the cool things that they did do uh, is they did actually put out uh, kind of an install patch to be able to actually update your Google Stadia controller to enable Bluetooth connection uh, as of uh, before it was a Wi-Fi connection, uh, which is great. So now if you have a Google Stadia controller, um, it's not just a paperweight. It is now an actual controller. Uh, so you can uh, use it for other devices that use Bluetooth. I um, did the switch over as well. It was like less than five minutes, super easy instructions, uh, and it's great. But um, rest in peace, Google Stadia. Uh, you 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 had such a great idea far too soon, but uh, you came and gone. Uh, Jacqueline, I know you said you didn't play with Google Stadia. What were, What is... You know, uh, maybe as as a kind of a video game nerd uh, as well, looking into the video game landscape, what did you think of Google Stadia? I never really ha- had a chance to play it. I'm Nintendo straight to my heart. Nothing's going to change that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. It's one of those things that I think. I think it was an interesting. I, I think it was a good idea, right? And I think that they were trying to come into a, trying to find a space. And I think like game streaming you know not requiring a hard big console i thought was really cool i feel like they're probably five years before you know ahead of their time but i would argue and i think that i know a lot of people are like oh yeah google's dead google stays dead it's a bad idea i think anytime you have more competition is good right it's good for the industry it helps innovation it moves things forward so um th- definitely sad to see stadia go also the fact they refunded all their customers all their purchases that's wow. pretty crazy uh, mm. So, like, I got all my refunds I got, back. I got my 20 bucks back when I was buying the controller. 20 bucks. Get out of here, you. <laughs> right? Get out. Come on. You're killing me here. Uh, but, yeah, Google Stadia has come and gone. Jesse, what are your thoughts? You, what, you, what, how do you feel about about Stadia in the end? Uh, it, it's a product for a specific group. Not everybody. Not Marty. You know, like, my infrastructure could handle it. Uh, I did play a few games and it played well. Uh, but I also tried Luna and had similar experience. It, it also did Wi-Fi connection to minimize the lag of the controller inputs compared to if it was Bluetooth. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and it, it's just that uh, I think people are still getting used to digital media in the first place. People mm-hmm. aren't ready for streaming media or games, you know, Movies and TV shows, that's that's the mainstream. But gaming is, we're probably still 20 years away from that to be the yeah. norm. Mm. Infrastructure's got to be better. 
Yeah, that's a fair point. Well, it's it's interesting, right? Because I think like Game Pass is doing such a great job with XCloud. They're they're really moving in that direction. I think you know if we're if we're if we're in the Nintendo shop, right? As Jacqueline mentioned a couple moments ago, right? Nintendo has been offering cloud gaming as well, right? So they're dabbling in that space also. Um, like I don't like I think everyone's like, oh, good, Stadia is gone, cloud gaming is dead. I don't I don't think it's dead, right? Like I just think that this didn't work, and I think I think we're gonna like. I think if, if we were if, if we fast forward the tape, I think five years from now, cloud gaming I think is going to be a regular. Yeah. And this wasn't in some way. This yeah. wasn't the first time this was tried. There was another like play yeah. on. I think it's like ten years yeah. ago they tried it. It definitely wasn't ready. That was yeah. way behind ahead of this time. But it, eventually it will be. But it's not ready yet. I didn't, I mentioned it pre in pre show, but for everyone else listening, if you know, there, um, Meriwether Media put out a series of four web comics it's available on his youtube channel and on his twitter account you go ahead and look it up that basically the premise is you know he, he has characters that are waifu versions of consoles let's mm-hmm. put it that way so he has a character that's switch chan and another character that's stadia chan so the the two of them meet up have fun stadia is looking sad switch either doesn't notice or doesn't care. She just wants to play. And so the, the throughout the course of these of these four comics, a story plays out. And it's uh mm. if you're into that, if you like web comics, give that one a look. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I've yeah, been a fan I, of Meriwether Media for, for for quite a while. So very cool. I mean I, I think I think in the I think in the end, um I think Stadia, you know, didn't deliver on everything they they wanted it to, obviously. But I think they I think what was there, like the bones were good. Right. The bones were good. The idea was good. I understood what they were going for. I think, again, ahead of their time, we'll be interested to see where some of this other tech and ideas land as well. Uh, Jacqueline, let me ask you this. (laughs) SteamWorld Games. Played SteamWorld Dig or SteamWorld Heist before? I can honestly say I have not. Okay. Those are two games I think you need to add to your backlog uh, right away. Okay. SteamWorld Dig 2 specifically, which is fantastic. Well, the fantastic folks over at Thunderful Games have an announcement coming up on the 23rd. Uh, so that's Ooh. Monday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and these are the folks who created SteamWorld, the SteamWorld games, and uh, have put up like a... The SteamWorld games are kind of like uh, Western steampunk. And they mm-hmm. put up this kind of advertisement in Western steampunk look aesthetic, basically saying, we've got some stuff we want to show you. Uh, I think this is great. Uh, I'm excited to see it. I'm hoping for a SteamWorld Dig 3. Um, they did a fantastic job with that game. It's kind of a Metroidvania uh digging game which sounds very odd uh but hmm. a ton of fun and i would highly recommend it uh so check that okay. game out uh usually they're on good sales right now too so, so you can check that yeah. steamworld heist is another one they did steamworld heist was uh what was it uh it was originally real-time. 3ds it, it, yeah it's uh okay it's 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 a turn-based strategy but you know but instead of like like fire emblems on a two D plane, like you're looking above, looking down at the ground, uh, heist is a two D plane uh, platformer. Sort yeah, of. but like looking at a Mario game. But yeah, so okay. You, where, so you look. So there's platforms. You you uh, you know aim your gun and do with the ricochet on bullets and try to hit your targets and not getting hit. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I'm normally not into that type of game, but I did like. Uh, I pretty much played through and finished all of the SteamWorld games that they've ever put out, except for the DSi one. 
because mm. it was a tower defense game, and I'm not yeah. a fan of that. Yeah, typically Thunderful, whenever they put out a Steam World game, it does really, really well. And if you're like a person who has a fantasy critic video game draw, uh, a Steam World game typically uh, bodes well for Metacritic scores as well. So I'll be interested to see what they have as well. Speaking of Metacritic games, uh, folks, uh, Persona Fa- or Persona Switches, Persona Switch ports have arrived on the Nintendo Switch eShop, including some early Metacritic scores for Persona 3 Portable at 82, uh, Persona 4 Golden at 92, and then Persona 5 Royal at 95. Wow, they just kind of keep getting better as you go up in that. Um, you a Persona 5 uh, Persona fan, Jacqueline? Uh, can't say that I am. Yeah. If she's <laughs> only played Nintendo, she probably has never played these games. <laughs> that's that's fair enough. Jackie, or sorry, Jackie, Jesse, tell me about why these scores are important and what we got to be keeping an eye on here. Okay. Well, I think the, the the most important thing I think is the portable, the, the three portable at 82 being the lowest one. I was reading through some of the reviews. I think that the biggest complaint is that, you know, why this one and not FES. Mm, okay. You know, they, it, it's, FES, I think, has the better gameplay, but loses a female protagonist option. And the portable shrunk down to fit on a PSP. You remember those UMD discs? So there, right. there is a finite disc size that they had to deal with. Uh, basically turned you know, the non-dungeon part of the game in, in the original game. And FES is a 3D environment that you'd run around in. But in, in portable, it's trimmed down to pretty much a flat image at where you pick points like a like you're playing on a touchscreen iPad or something and the story plays out in just still images and uh like a visual novel format as opposed to actually seeing the 3D cutscene play out so so then you know but portable adds the again, as I said, the female protagonist. So it adds does add some story options. The for and because you know, normally like the male protag will have will be friends with other guys, but can actually have romantic uh, relationships with the females. This was before they allowed uh, same same gender as much mm. as you know, this, you know. These were done in the mid two thousands, uh, so. But so in the so with the female protag, I think they have romantic uh, tasks with with the male team members. So so you got you know they added more content that way by but they had to take away the aesthetic to do so. And I kind of I've never played the portable version before. I've played FES, and I kind of agree. I kind of wish it was more of the FES, but I'll still give this a play and see what I think. I just, I haven't picked it up yet, okay. but, uh, but I played four, I played four golden before that was a Vita game. It's great. It, it adds stuff to the original game that was on the PS2 and I'm not expecting anything special there. It's just the same thing. It should be the same thing as the Vita version. It's just up, upscaled a little bit and sure. probably still running at the same frame, frame rate. It's like, and persona five is just a, a great game. And I, I'm, I'm, deep into that one right now and nice so even though the switch still runs at 30 frames compared to the to the other systems and pc that can go up to 120 but the original game i say ps4 the vanilla version on ps4 also ran at 30 frames as far as i know i couldn't it looks exactly the same to me so 
Fair enough. I, I'm not seeing the degradation just because it looks like I remember. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Fair enough. Jacqueline, 2023, yes. some Nintendo Switch games are in the docket. What are you excited about playing? I am excited for Tears of the Kingdom, of course, with the leak mm. of a limited edition mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom Switch. Um, yeah, I have questions. I want one, but I have okay. questions. Okay. What questions do you have? Like, Not that I can answer them, but I'm curious about what questions you have. Well, I mean, if they're going to make a limited edition Switch, as was shown in that picture, how many are available? What mm-hmm. is the ordering process? Where can you get one? Yep. For sure. With that, that, it, and if it's like normal, you, you they'll yeah. post a link. And if you miss it in 30 minutes, it's gone. Yeah. Or Ugh, if it's you, like Taylor if it's Swift even, tickets. If it's even right. that long. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so King Tears of the Kingdom, anything else that you're excited for? I mean, we don't know a lot about the schedule, right? We know Fire yeah. Emblem Engage comes out tomorrow or whenever you're listening to this. Tomorrow for us as we're recording. Uh, Metacritic shows an 82. Are you interested? Do you like Fire Emblem games at all? Um, I really haven't dabbled too much outside of the traditional Mario franchise. I'm looking to. Okay. And that's kind of how I found you guys. Well, that and needing help with Luigi's Mansion 3. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So let's think. So you're looking to dabble outside of Mario and Zelda. What about Pikmin? Have you tried Pikmin? I have not. Pikmin 4 is on the docket this year for 2023. Pikmin 3 is a great game. Um, and I'd recommend, I think that's a good one. And that that's currently okay. available. Yeah, Pikmin 3 is currently available. Okay. What else do we know? So you talked about Mario. You think we're getting a new Mario game this year? Um, I think we might get an add-on to oh. a game or two. Um, okay. With the opening of Nintendo World in California happening next month, there may be some DLC that Nintendo decides to drop in relation to that, that the, for those who can't attend the opening. Um, <laughs> it has been revealed on Twitter that the restaurant portion for that particular theme park will have a full sentence speaking chef toad advising you of the menu and set up yeah you know the little the little snippets that you get in all the other games what took you so long nintendo (laughs) right is it done by michael key or the guy who's voicing him in the movie i wonder I don't know. The clip on Twitter is about uh, close to 20 seconds. Okay. And he it's full sentences about the menu. And we have all these wonderful things prepared for you. Where was this toad when I had to rescue you? Right. From the yeah. time. Right. As opposed to, hey, <laughs> hey. Right. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Very. Yeah. So that'd be very interesting to see if they end up doing that. I love the idea of like some DLC to to promote that as well. Right. I think we've always talked about like the DLC mm-hmm. of Mario Odyssey. Like that just feels ripe for for more for more content there as well. So that's great. I love it. Or like maybe a new Amiibo related to the park. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. I like that. Very cool. Okay. Well, folks, let's uh, we're going to take a moment here. We're going to move to uh, hold on a second. Actually, beforehand, just before we move on to our ad break, I do want to say a uh, big thanks to I see some people in the chat here. Uh, Chris uh, HL94, Sean Abbott, Mecha Dragon, uh, Chris Mecha Dragon, Nin- Ninfrendo, I saw you in there as well. Ebisol, I saw you in there. Um, 
Yeah, thank you so much for popping by, folks. We appreciate everyone being here. Robbie Bobby Miller, fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. Of course, this is the chat. Everyone's saying hi uh, and, and contributing as well. Oh, yeah, Advanced Wars. Thank you, Ninfrendo. I forgot about Advanced Wars uh, coming out hopefully this year as well. Actually, Nintendo. Yeah, so did Nintendo. <laughs> um, Sean Abbott is saying, I'm hoping for a Mario movie uh, game, which I think, uh, Jacqueline, you were kind of talking about as well. Sean Abbott actually recommends, uh, Jacqueline, before you try Pikmin, try mm-hmm. ti- Tiny Tiny Kin first. It is an indie Tiny game that Ken. came Tiny Kin came out last okay. year, uh, and it's very, uh, very Pikmin-esque, actually. Uh, and okay. so that might be a great way to start off as well. Before we jump into our, our, our Manscaped ad as well, Let's talk about Tears of the Kingdom. Jacqueline, what are you hoping for from Tears? Obviously, we talked about the Switch, right? We talked about the limited edition Switch. What are you what are you hoping for from the story perspective? What are you thinking is going on there? Uh, there's a lot of you know weird imagery, right? We've seen a lot, we've seen them in the in the sky a lot. Skyward Sword came out recently. That's a very sky-based game, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing this kind of reuse of time going back and forth and moving time. Where mm-hmm. do you think we are? What are your do you have any theories or or, or thoughts on it? So Breath of the Wild has 126 shrines that you get to visit. Okay. I am hoping that that amount is reduced by half. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) So you're looking about 60 shrines now. About 60. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe not so many mecha monsters in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping hoping for more traditional dungeons instead of the mechs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. Excellent. All right. Well, I, I would, I'd love, I'd love to see, I, I'm so interested in this, in this, like we've seen, we saw this whole time mechanic, right. That we've seen a uh, link use. We've seen him float through. We've seen him float through device or through islands and a lot of the sky. I'm so curious about is skyward sword indeed somehow involved in this, right? We see a lot of it taking place there and then coming to the ground. Um, this backwards mechanic of time, I think, is interesting. Um, yeah, it, we, we've seen him. His, his arm has kind of been manipulated at times as well to have something on it. Like there's, it's fast. I'm very curious as to how this all comes together, right? And even that first introduction when we saw Zelda and Link in that cave, kind of on the back of that elephant thing, right? And the creature comes to life. Like, what is the backstory there? How is that happening? Um, are the champions back again, right? All of these kind of questions uh as well so i think it'll be interesting uh more golden poop get out of here ninfrendo we don't want that we're not we're not we're not doing more corex seeds all right jesse what else am i missing here from the news that we need to chat about you, you uh, the game, game release update here. yeah go ahead yeah the uh the atelier riza 3 alchemist of the end and the secret key originally had a release date of february 24th is now delayed to march 24th okay all right. Yeah, well, if you're I put, a fan I, of I that. put it there just because I am interested in this game. I I haven't played an Atelier game since the PS3 area. I've threatened to buy Ryza and Ryza 2, but never did. But I figured uh, Ryza 3, I'll give that one. I want to. I do want to give that one a try if I'm still not playing Persona games. Okay. All right. I like it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, with that being said, let's jump into a ad break from our sponsors, Manscaped. Ladies and gentlemen. Support Nintendo Dads is brought to you by Manscaped. Breaking news, folks. Hold on, buckle up, sit down. If you're driving, I'd recommend you pull over, put your hazard lights on, and maybe take a breath, because this is some huge news for Manscaped that you need to be ready for. Manscaped now sells 
beard products. That's right. The thing that I, Justin Masson, cannot grow, beard products. They now sell them. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with their brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedge Pro Kit allows you to shave your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com. And using the promo code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. I didn't fully read this ad read before I got there. The matching drapes and carpet. We all started laughing at that because I didn't read this beforehand. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, folks, this is this is pretty pretty cool. This is actually pretty big news uh, for Manscaped. Of course, they've been known for below-the-belt trimming. But now, actually, with this beard trimming kits, uh, these, are, these are actually massive. Uh, their beard... Uh, let me read this here. It starts with a beard hedger, uh, and this thing is a juggernaut for fixing faces. First of all, it's cordless. Trimmer has a rotary re- rotary wheel that gives you 20 haircut lengths at, with one guard, so no more messy drawer full of odd ads, um, add-ons. Um, yeah, so that's so it has literally has twenty different beard lengths in one guard, which is pretty crazy for a person. Again, I like I pretend like I like listen. I don't to grow a beard. I have no idea. Jesse, are you excited about this? You None of them. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've had a beard since you, since uh, you've known yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, and am I, I right? I, you shaved it once, like in the last eight years, and it like freaked. Yeah, all I, out? I shaved it once. Oh, yeah. But our my wife's daughter says, told me never do that again. Yeah. And then when I had to have surgery on my face, I told her I have to shave right. some. I have to shave something. I, you know, I'm so I'm going to give let give you the option. <laughs> Full shave off or go go goatee? She said goatee, and I've kind of kept the goatee look ever since. So that was you know pre pre pandemic. So it's just I've tried I've just tried to keep this long, and it hasn't gotten much longer than this. But I've never really used a beard product before to help. Well, is this this, this just gets all over the place like a bird's nest sometimes? So I yeah. am kind of looking forward to seeing what what can happen with it with actual proper care. Well, it's great that you ask about those beard products from Manscaped because they include the beer sh- beard shampoo and conditioner. They have beard oil and they have beard palm, which I have no idea what that is. Neither uh, do I. So we'll yeah, find there's, out. A whole, there's a whole beard kit that I think you should use. Um, I literally saw it coming. I was like, oh, this is great. They're sending it. So honestly, they're sending us like these kits, which is great. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. have a beard. I don't have a beard. I don't have a beard. This does me no good. But I'm excited for everyone else on this podcast who actually have beards. I can just use a trimmer just to shave down my scruff. Uh, but of course, if you're looking for this product, folks, head over to Manscaped. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S for 20% off and free shipping. Jacqueline, watching you sit through this ad read was just hysterical because... Uh, <laughs> It is I, it is awkward if you've, if you've never gone through that time. experience before. For sure, for sure. It took a long time before it was not awkward for me. Yeah, I'm just glad this was the beard one, right? Because this is like, hi, nice to meet you. Been on a show now for 25 minutes. Let me tell you about uh, you know below the belt grooming. Uh, so I appreciate you being here and sitting through that. Uh, but I really should have read that ad read before I went through it fully. Uh, but uh, that's, that's half the fun of ad reads, isn't it? That really is. Sometimes I just like, just let's see what happens. You never know what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, again, folks, big stuff from Manscaped. I'm excited to do that. Hey, let's head over to our spotlight on ja- uh, Jacqueline. Ooh. 
So Jacqueline, this is this is yes. our this is our corner where we just get to hang out with you and learn more about you. You are a Patreon producer. Uh, you've got yes. a topic here we're going to talk about in a little bit, but I'd love to know more about you, Jacqueline, and and your experience with video games and and Nintendo because you said like, hey, I am just a Nintendo person. Um, but I just want to know more more. Who is Jacqueline? Tell us more. Well. I say I'm, I'm a Nintendo person, but I've dabbled in like the PlayStation and Xbox on occasion. Get her off the show, Jesse. We're done here. We're no, no. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Fine. I see how it is around here. <laughs> we're out here. All right. This hey, is see, why you were told to behave yourself. I know. I watched this, last yeah. week's episode. Yes, Shape know, up or ship I out. Know, right. Well, I'm, <laughs> I had to ship out the other two guys. Right. That's why they're not here today. I was like, I couldn't deal with your your BS guys. That's why they're shipping out. All right. So, so you've dabbled with other ones. <laughs> I get one. Three strikes, I'm out of here. Thank you, Jesse. That's why you're on the soundboard. I love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so, Jacqueline, tell us about yourself. Well, I am a transformation model, and I didn't even know this was a thing until I got roped into it. When COVID hit, everybody on planet Earth got grounded and sent to our rooms for a mm. certain amount of time. And everyone's but asking people questions say we like, still need what to be happens there. now? Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna argue that one. But like, I wanted to lose weight. I started training from home before I knew it. You know, I was contacted by a bodybuilding organization called Global Bodybuilding, and they invited me out to a photo shoot. And I was like, um, okay, um, COVID's still a thing. Yeah, I don't want to get sick. What if one of your people sneezes on me? Can I sue? Like there were still no questions, no vaccine, nothing. Yeah. And I, I go out, I do the shoot and I was the biggest person there. I was super uncomfortable. I made a pitch to them and I think I use lyrics from a Backstreet Boys song or something about my fire. And it was like an acting monologue and they bought it. And before I knew it, I was in line to do one of their shows that COVID got canceled. And I thought, all right, okay, great. Now what? I ended up, meeting world athletes, world champion athletes, excuse me, that decided to, to add me onto their team. And I did two professional fitness shows for world bodybuilding, fitness and fashion, world beauty, fitness and fashion, excuse me, WBFF. I did Vegas in 2021. I did Orlando in 2020. I am training for my next show. I haven't picked which one that is yet. And then I started getting into pinup modeling. I've been featured in three magazines, aiming for number four. I'm very, very blessed to be surrounded by people that have just as wild of an imagination as me, if not worse. That's great. <laughs> so what? So let's start with this. So mm -hmm. uh, transformation model, right? You, you start mm -hmm. with that. So, so for those who don't know what that is, explain that a little bit more, some context around what does that mean exactly? It's a particular fitness category. And I'm glad this exists because you see like these, Arnold Schwarzenegger is like oh these builders and you're like oh man I can never do that transformation means you you transform your 100 pounds in about a year and a half and you get to show off your progress on stage it's a celebration of life to me that's like Wrestlemania that's like mm -hmm. SummerSlam for me they chant your name and there's I, videos online and I shot my own promo trailer just like a WWE person would last year <laughs> I had so much fun that's great and it's everyone is so supportive if you decide to try this thing and if your people are not supportive you need to find yourself some new people come find yeah. me I'll yeah, look yeah. you up 
That's great. So really, so really is over about a year and a half. You're saying that this kind of all, all yeah. kind of kicked in and changed from 2020. And then I did my first show in 2021 in August. That was in Vegas on pay-per-view. And then I did the next one, April of 2022. That was also on pay-per-view as well. Wow. That's incredible. So do you mind me asking how much, how much of a change change occurred? Over time. I mean, over a hundred pounds is a lot. They yeah. show your before picture as you right before you're about to come out on stage. And my partner was in the audience and he told me the people next to him lost it. When you wow. see the picture and you see me, because it's two different people entirely. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. So, so, you know, you, you kind of, you, you kind of dug in and, and said like, this is what I want to do. What did that look like mm -hmm. for you in regards to like changing your, your life and your style, right. And probably habits and behaviors. And like, how did you, like, how, like, how did you do that? Right. Cause I mean, like a hundred pounds is, is, that's a lot. That's a huge amount. And over like 18 months or a year and a half, that's yeah. incredible. Like, what did you, what did you do to make that happen? I started training at home with like the insanity team beach body stuff that, you know, I could do from the apartment after a while, I wanted to be around people. I got bored yeah. when I hired my coach, Allie and Allie's angels, they program everything for me, what I eat, what I train, how I train, when I, I, I've deviated. I love my bacon, double cheeseburgers. I love my junk food. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But you don't beat yourself up over it. You have your, you have your fun and then you get back to it. That's like the best part. Yeah. Everything in moderation, right? Mm -hmm. That's great. And so, and so, how about McRibs? <laughs> Nobody likes. They're the not that bad. I say it. I say it because Justin had his had his first McRib when we were in New York. I saw and he that. Was not a fan. That was that was <laughs> worse. I was. I felt like I was eating a yoga mat. Is what I felt like I was eating. So that was not good. <laughs> so so wow. So I mean this this so. There, I mean, there is such a, you know, body, mind, soul connection, right? In regards mm -hmm. to how we feel outside, how that feels inside. What, how, how has that changed in regards to who you are, right? Over the last 18 months, in regards to like how you feel about yourself, your level of confidence, all that has, the, have those things changed substantially as well in relation to this kind of dynamic growth of, I would, I would assume, but like, oh, yeah. what, did, what does that look like as well? Oh, it's, it kind of kicked me into high gear where I'm like, okay, well, I just did this thing. I just did Vegas. I did this thing. I want to do this now. And I want to do this now. And hey, I know Power Ranger actors. I want to do that now. And I have a list of like 300 things I want to do. And I want to start crossing stuff off. That's amazing. That is awesome. And you were saying, and you've done, and you've done pinups and, 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 mm -hmm. and how is, how is that experience for you been? It's it's fun. Like I'll I'll be given a theme or an idea, and I'll expand upon it. You know how do how do I want to look? How do I want makeup? With the magazine features, two out of the three that I've had so far, I shot myself. Oh, wow. You know, I've invested in my own equipment, my backdrops, and all that. And it's a lot of fun. It's it's creating my own you know my own reality. I didn't know I didn't know about any of this three years ago, and yet here I am doing different all these different things now. <laughs> that's 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 incredible that man that is you know when you when you when you came on as, as a patreon producer you're very quick to kind of connect our socials right so i i, I kind of pop, pop 
popped into your socials and just watched, you can kind of see just this, just this transformation, this journey that you've gone over uh, has mm-hmm. just been, just been, just been absolutely incredible. Um, and so congratulations to you. That is, you. that is, that is incredible. Um, and so that is, uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And says, yeah, mm-hmm. or, sorry, go ahead. Evansol says yoga mats are subway, Justin, keep up. Oh, okay. There you go. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I was going to say, I found out about the WBFF from former WWE superstar Mandy Rose. She's from Long Island, just like I am. I met her last year backstage in NXT, and she was so nice. She retweeted my story. I put together this. They have you do this, like, 30-second video that shows your before and after and, like, your journey and stuff. And I put on Twitter, I think I put, like, I'm about to do the bravest thing in my life in, like, nine days. And I hit bling, and next thing I know... My boss is calling my phone and I see Mandy Rose's shirt. What? Oh, wow. You know, I'm looking at my phone like, oh, yeah. my God. That's incredible. Just kind of have that support and that boost as well, right? Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that is, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a journey, right? And I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, the, the, the I mean, the pandemic part, I think we are all like, well, what are you going to do for the next three years? Right. Oh, we're mm-hmm. People are like, oh, we'll get fit. Most people didn't, but you just did it right. And that's incredible. And, yeah. and so to come out of the pandemic, I was the opposite changed. of it. I went, I went from my lowest weight ever after keto to where I am oh, now. And yeah, I need to do that again. Yeah, no, that's, that's for sure. So that's let's what ja- they, hmm? go, go ahead, Jack. I was going to say the MC said that when I was doing walking down the runway that I had put the pandemic. And good use. And they have you fill out this bio in both shows. I put that. I wanted to be a power ranger. Nice. <laughs> That's fa- That is, that is fantastic. Both I shows. The MC didn't read it. <laughs> oh man. Come oh. on. Really? Well, Hey, we'll, we'll do this right here. Uh, Jacqueline Amira. I wonder if that, that might've been copyright reasons. Maybe. I don't right. know. Who wants to be a power ranger, <laughs> right? Make it happen folks. Right. There you go. We can take that again. How we've had this many power ranger references is absolutely incredible. I love it. <laughs> Jacqueline, let's talk about a little bit about your video game experiences, right? So, uh, I'd love to, we talked about it in the post-show or pre-show a little bit, how you found us, because, you know, I, I think it's it's an interesting journey how people find our shows as well. So tell us a little bit about that. I was looking for help with Luigi's Mansion 3, the fourth floor, the composer goes with the dang piano and all the little ballerinas, the red one doesn't fit in the tutu, it tries to make it work. IGN wasn't helping, YouTube videos weren't helping. I was rage quitting. I told my partner to shush. Don't talk when I'm playing the boss. And like nothing was working, holding the breath. And I tried like so many different combinations of search terms. And when I think I tried Nintendo Ghost Help something, I found you guys. And I thought, hmm, I like them. They have a good vibe. I'm going to check them out. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, IGN, did you hear that? She didn't come. She didn't, you didn't help her. Nintendo dads did IGN. Get out of here. Pear <laughs> Schneider. Pack your bags. You, you, you chump. Get out of here. Pear is never coming back on our show. Now that I've said that, that is, that is, that is, that is awesome. That is, that is very cool. And, and you were talking, so Luigi's mansion, right? One of the games mm-hmm. you've been playing. What else are you playing on the switch? Like what else are some of your favorite Nintendo games? Um, Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury, just because of the cat suit. I'm a cat mom. I have to play favorites on that one. Um, I Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. I have like a, a limit with that, with some of those levels. Mm. 
Um, mm-hmm. Let's see what else. Uh, Lego DC Villains. That's a fun one. Then again, game. any game where I get to build or break stuff, I'm in. That's <laughs> build or break stuff. <laughs> that's like that's like I love that. Right? If I can build or break, I'm in. That's great. I love that. That's mm-hmm. Fantastic. Did you get sucked into the Animal Crossing craze when that when that? I did not. No, I good for you because I Mm-mm. didn't. I got sucked in that, and that was a that was a dirty road for like 50 hours of my pandemic life. You seem to use that much better than I did. Let me tell you, that's great. Where did you? So how did like? And I always so talked a little bit about video games and switch what is your number one favorite video game all time cross consoles like kind of like your comfort food we talked a little bit about about rpg any other like it's your favorite of all time hmm final fantasy 10 square enix oh okay and why is that I love the storyline. I rage quit on that a few times way back when it first came out on the PlayStation 2. But it's just a really good storyline to follow along. It's a lot of fun. I kind of feel like as time progressed, the Final Fantasy games, the turn-based stuff kind of got a little out of hand. Mm -hmm. Especially with 13, 13, 2, it started becoming more real-time versus turn-based. And you don't have enough time to decide what you want to do. But 10 was a really good game with a really good storyline. Nice. Nice. I like that. That's fantastic. Jacqueline, what what else should uh what else should people know about you? What else do you like want to promote or share or hmm. I don't know about promote. I mean okay. I I did I did something that most ladies will never do, which is reveal our age. I will be sure. Fair this enough. Year. Yeah. How are you? Okay. That's a good point. Let's go back to that. Let's sit in that pocket for a bit. As someone who's 56, right? I, you know, it's been a while since I feel your pain. <laughs> but uh, how are you, like, how are you dealing with the kind of the, the turnover to 40? Are you getting is it up in your head a bit or what are you thinking? Oh, I mean, I don't feel any older than I did three years ago. I still get carded when my partner and I go out. So. It's kind of hard to say that I'm aging. I may feel a crack in the knees if I'm running or something every now and then, but other than that, I, uh, (laughs) speaking of getting carded, I I went to, I had some friends down this weekend. Uh, We went to the pub, Mm -hmm. Uh, actually went to to a club, actually is what we did. So that's, that's problem number one. Uh, (laughs) And as I'm going into the club, I'm, I'm seeing these, these children, right. Who are very much younger than I am. And uh, they've got the front door, they've got the bouncer, right? And they've actually now got, uh, they have to show ID and they get like basically like a, a photo taken at the same time, right? So they have it on their system. Mm. And so I pull out my ID and it's me and a bunch of the other people and we're, we're getting ready and I, and I come up and she, and the bouncer just does this. Like doesn't even want to see the card and just gives me the wave. And I walk past her. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you couldn't have just like, you couldn't. You couldn't have just like made me feel good about myself and yeah. asked to see my card. Yes, I recognize that I probably has I have investments that are older than most people in this bar. I understand that. All right. But you could have at least done me a courtesy and pretended like I don't look like an old dad. All right. Does the dad bod give it off? Does the gray hair is the fact that I don't have skinny jeans on? I don't know. But you could have at least looked at my ID, tried not to laugh and let me in, you jerks. I I have a a similar story I was this is before I was 40. So I was 39 years old. I was in Pennsylvania. Uh, I decided I wanted to check check out the casino there in the in the area. I saw a sign if if you're under 40 expect to be carded. So I actually was I was ready for it and the same thing happened. They just said, "No, go ahead." 
yeah. like really jerks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Spe- speaking of IDing and, and carding, and j- just as a bit of a you know, for, for maybe folks who are who are with their partners, wives married, maybe you're newly married. Uh, if your wife or partner ever says, hey, we're going to the bar or the club, should I bring my ID? The answer is the always answer is yes. Always yes. yes. <laughs> always yes. I don't care if you don't think they're going to ID or they never ID. The answer is bring yes. It. You, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only do you tell them to bring it, but also for your own health, you tell them that they need to bring their own ID, right? Because, you know, they want to make sure they feel they, they feel young and special. All right. So make sure you do that. And we didn't I even plan that, that. I made that mistake before. I was like, no, you don't need to bring your ID at all. And she's like, excuse me. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. You must have misheard that. I said, you definitely need to bring your ID. That's what you definitely <laughs> need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice save. <laughs> nice save. Listen, I've been I've been married for almost twenty years now. All right, so wow. I am I am uh, I've I've you know not that I'm perfect at this, but every once in a while I have little pieces of advice. Uh, that would be one of them to save to save your life as well. Jacqueline, you have got a fantastic yes. question as well here. I love this question. You have brought a let's discuss. So talk to us yes. a little bit about about Nintendo chocolate because now I am hungry and interested. I found this article a few days ago. Nintendo Japan and Godiva have teamed up to offer pre-sales of limited edition luxury chocolates based off of the characters of Animal Crossing. It is a set that includes dark chocolate, white chocolate, mint chocolate. In Japanese yen to U.S. dollar uh, translation, it's about $15 to pre-order it. If you want it shipped in the U.S., it's going to cost you. But... It got me thinking. I ran this by my partner the other day, and I'm like, well, if we had the power, if we were in charge over at Nintendo, who would you want to team up with to come out with a limited edition item? Because this thing is only available to order through February 15th. Mm. Like, who would you want to team up with? What would you want to make off of what character? Now, are we talking snacks specifically? It could be food. It could be drinks. Hmm. So now you said you've already talked to your partner about it. So I'm going to say that yeah. you've already got a head start than me and Jesse. So I'd love to hear. Let's start with you. What do you, what are you and your partner thinking you're, you're, you're collaborating with? I would team up with Starbucks and what I would do based off of, I would do a menu based off of Luigi mansion that Luigi's mansion three specifically. Uh, we could do a Luigi's green matcha latte and have his face stenciled in on top. We could have Polter Pup cake pops to accompany it. We could also do ghost cake pops. Look how big his face is getting. Oh, so, so, sounds so good. Those sound amazing. Like, like I was, I was like, oh, you could do a, <laughs> you could, you could do a cheeseburger. And I was like, no, this idea is you're, you are, I love where you're, okay. So what else is going on at Starbucks? Cause now I'm getting hungry. You could do a supercharged latte with Mario on it. You could have a tea for Princess Peach. You could also do like a scone or something for Toad. Like because of Starbucks' many offerings, you really have a, a wide variety of options. Wow. Yeah, I don't have that type of imagination. I can't. That is good. That is really good. Uh, chat, chat, let me know. Ebisel saying Kirby whoopee cushions. Okay. That could, that could work well. Yeah. I, I was thinking. Got to watch was, out for that mouthful mode. Yeah, I was thinking like a like a line of like potato chips, but like mm-hmm. you give them in a box and they'd be different like flavors, and they'd be associated with with the Mario brand as well. I'm gonna go with that one. 
and you could have like like uh flower uh firepower chips and they're like a hot spicy heat kind of chip um you'd maybe have uh what else did i say there uh what other flavors are we thinking here uh an invincible one which is just like all dressed there's tons of different flavors in there as well um i think you do like a, a mario chip which is like really solid and really good and great taste and then you do a luigi one which is just like the mario one but just sadder right and i think that's the that's the context i have there i don't like so taking some of the mario characters and like seeing if you could make a chip brand into them in some way um but your starbucks one just really <laughs> like you 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 shouldn't have had you go first because i just like that's a hard <laughs> bar that's a hard bar to meet um what do you got there jesse come on you've got to come up with something interesting well like i'll <laughs> Kind of have a joke answer. So I was going to say, um, how about a breakfast cereal where in the box there are two bags, one with Mario stuff, one with Zelda stuff. And oh yeah, they already did that. Mm, that's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, what, let's let's brainstorm some more ideas. What else do you got? What else do we got here? Does hmm. I, I, mm. the chat have any ideas? To, yeah, chat. Uh, listen, they keep coming back with with Kirby whoopee cushions. All right, we hear you. All right, we hear you with the Kirby whoopee cushions. What else, chat? What other ideas do you have for like food collaborations? I feel like there's an energy drink somewhere in there for sure, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like the Waluigi. Like oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, like a Waluigi Monster Energy drink, but it tastes horrible, right? Like that sounds. Well, that seems. How is that different than normal? G Fuel Nintendo. Yeah. Okay. What else? Hmm. Mm hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's any Zelda cookbooks out. Yes. Yeah. I just heard about that recently. I was unaware of the Zelda cookbook. That is quite the, quite the to do. Have you, have you seen any recipes from that? I have a few bookmarked on my list to get eventually. I mean, with Zelda, if you wanted to, we could go medieval with it and do like a medieval times themed meal with like the turkey leg or something. Or what, what was that? I did find one recipe for power balls or something like that with honey and rice and the meat could do something like that. I think that restores eight heart containers. Isn't that nice. right, babe? It's eight. Yeah. The, the recipe I found for Zelda, it's eight heart containers. Yeah, it's eight. Nice. I like that. Uh, oh, Mecha Dragon saying Splatoon flavored Go-Gurts? What's Go-Gurts? Uh, it's little... like a yogurt, but in a yeah. tube. Oh, okay. Okay. We oh. both did the same thing. We're both like this. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> there we go. Ebisel uh, says cheap, cheap bowls a la poke, poke bowls or poke, poke bowls. bowls. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. That's a good one. I like that. Um, yeah, Splatoon you could do a lot with. There's a lot of flavors you could kind of go with Splatoon, right? Um, especially seafood flavors i think would, would kind of go well with that um that's yeah that's oh man that's starbucks i'm keep, I'm keep going back to that that sounds delicious right so i did a google search for nintendo godiva chocolate and the the first thing that it shows me is a bunch of places that are selling these items mm -hmm. uh they're probably they're, they're adding on i don't know if they're already including the shipping or they're definitely adding on their own little profit to it because mm -hmm. the lowest is 38 dollars and the highest is 84 but of course that one looks like a bigger box too yeah. but most mm -hmm. but the average price is like 50 to 60 
Jesse, can you mm-hmm. share your screen so that the so the audience can see it as well? I you um, know I, someone just said someone yeah. said um oh wow yeah that'd be a great idea like Pokemon ice cream. Hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like like you could do like a, a Pikachu, but it was like a like a bright strawberry, not strawberry, like a orange lemon kind of sherbet, right? I think mm-hmm. the other one that could work really well is like if you did like a burger, a burger place where you could actually have the faces like designing the top of the buns, and maybe it's like a Pikachu, there's a Charizard. I don't know what other Pokemon there are. I only know two of them really. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. That that could be fun. Chomp Chomp, uh, Mutton Chops, Alchemir Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, Jesse, you sharing that screen? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sharing it on OBS. Oh, but- got it. Okay. I'm like, because I am definitely not seeing anything here. All right. Fair enough. I like it. These are these are, these are great. All right. I, I, I like Nintendo's collaborations more and more with what they're, with what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Some fantastic. Oh, there you go. I'm seeing it now on the OBS. Wow, those are that's quite the box too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what cow. I saw came from Nintendo Life that showed the fifteen dollar price tag converted strictly in Japan. If yeah. you want it here, of course, or in Canada, it's going to cost you for shipping big time. Yeah. So sounds like about eighteen hundred, nineteen hundred yen. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is great. I, I, yeah, I really like when they do these collabor- collaborations. Um, well, they did some great like T-shirt collaborations a couple of years ago with Uniglow. Um, mm-hmm. I think of like the Vans shoes from a couple of years ago. They had like Duck Hunt on it. They've done some really cool collabs. And I think this is Nintendo becoming so much more comfortable with their IP and understanding the market value. And I know that Jacqueline, you were talking about like even just with Universal World um, Mario popping up soon as well. So mm-hmm. that is that is that is very, very cool. Nice. Right on. That's a great, great topic. I, man, I, I just, now I just want that Starbucks stuff. That's all I can, <laughs> all I, all I can think of. I was like, those are fantastic ideas. Oh, and you could totally do like a, yeah, like a Halloween, like do it right at Halloween too. Right. Mm-hmm. Some kind of like boo, boo frappuccinos, right. Where they're, where, where, yeah, that'd be, you could totally do that. That's, that's or do what Krispy Kreme did for Ghostbusters and have a boo donut and have his face carved out on top. Come on. I did it come, again. <laughs> come on. You're kidding me here. Nintendo start now. I know Nintendo listens. Starbucks probably not often, but like Nintendo, give Starbucks a call. Like you're literally kind of in the same state, right? Yeah. You can go have a conversation. I'm sure probably across the street. <laughs> probably across the street. There's probably one on the campus, I would imagine, that they could just go and have a conversation about like, let's figure this out. So I'm pretty sure when we're talking to Kit and Krista, weren't they saying like at the Nintendo Cafe? on site like everything on the menu is is like named after a character but it's 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 like you know let's let's have let's have let's have the mario breakfast and it's just a piece of pizza but it's like mm. that's what they're calling yeah. it so yeah that's great stuff all right I there's love a it. sushi place out by me if you guys ever come to florida we'll go that actually has roles named after mario they, there's a Koopa Troopa, there's a Super Mario, there's a Double Dragon, and yeah, Nintendo's missing out on that one too. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I think Nintendo leaves a lot of money on the table, right? Mm-hmm. Where they could really, but they're always so cautious of their IP. Right, they're they are very sensitive, so conservative about their IP, their value, their brand, and, and where it ends up landing as well. So, uh, wow, Jacqueline, that's a great. That's oh man, that's such a. I would Tim and Marty next week when you're on. Or actually, when you're listening to this episode, because Tim and Marty, you should be listening to this episode afterwards. 
what what Nintendo food collaboration are you doing? And Marty, I don't want to hear that it's like Nintendo and Beaver Nuggets. All right, let's expand our <laughs> let's expand a little bit here. All right, let's think a little bit outside the box. Okay, Nintendo and, Cross uh, Buckies. Yeah, exactly. Right, like oh, we're not doing this. Um, and let us know and and tag Jacqueline in that tweet so that she knows. And we're going to retweet that as well because I think it's a great idea. I just keep getting so much hungrier for that Starbucks idea. Uh, let's move on to our next item. It's in the events section, shall we? Too many J's. Um, all right, folks, let's talk about our events. Discord community events. The breakfast table happens every second Wednesday of the month. And so for February, mark your calendars. It's February 8th, and it's going to be at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the breakfast table. Now, so that is nice and early. That's not too bad at all. The dinner table, which is every third Friday of the month, that's actually occurring tomorrow or today, whenever yep. you're listening to this, or yesterday, depending on how time works and when you're listening to this. But more importantly, it's January 20th. January 20th is when it occurs at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Both of these events are kind of cool. They are really just the community coming together, hanging out on a Discord call. Um, it's not recorded. It's not a podcast feed we put out. It's literally just members of our community coming together, maybe a bit of breakfast, maybe a bit of dinner, hanging out, bringing topics to discuss. Maybe it's maybe it's like, hey, what do you think of The Last of Us, right? The f- first episode came out. Did you see the new Mandalorian trailer? What's going on with Nintendo? Or anything else that's happening in people's lives. So it's a really cool opportunity for our community to come together. And again, to be part of that, just have to be a Discord member. And of course, head over to patreon.com or use your Twitch Prime sub and you can be a part of that as well. Um, and it's, yeah, it's fantastic. It's great time. Um, we encourage people to do that again. It's just hanging out with community members, getting to know people, being on a call and making friends across the internet. Who knows? People will be calling in from everywhere. Right. So it's fantastic. Uh, oh, Jesse kills me to say this. Jesse, do you have a, po- you don't have a poke minute. No, there'd be, there'd be notes in that bullet if I did, but, uh, I don't have anything you, this week. Are you, are you, are you okay? You doing all right there, buddy? But the, the Pokemon Go's blog changed kind of how they distribute uh, their information. And yep. it's kind of either confusing or I just don't get what they're doing or I don't like what they're doing. So that's why it's been probably two months since I've had a Pokemon in it. Yeah, so. I really have felt that the show's been better late over the last two months. Oh, is that how it yeah. works? Yeah, I really have. I was going to say, at least from the Pokemon Minute, I know that like, Scarlet and Violet got an update recently or is coming out in February. Isn't there one? Yeah, but we talked about that last week. Okay, well, never mind then. We'll move on. Let's move on to what we've been playing. (laughs) Jacqueline, as our guest, let's talk about what have you been playing? Well... Uh, Super Mario 3D Bowser's Fury. My partner got me that for my birthday last year. Um, I had to beat Luigi's Mansion 3 storyline another time because it's so much fun. Nice. And actually, I put in a lot of hours on the retro Yoshi's Island from 1995. That game is so much fun. Okay. And it feels fun. Like I could cheat now and hit the pause button and take pictures of certain parts with my phone and figure stuff out. That's <laughs> Whereas, fantastic. When I'm 12 years old, I rage quit when I can't figure <laughs> out something. <laughs> Isn't it funny how like, yeah, those games back in the day are like so frustrating. Now you're like, what was I upset about? Or what was I frustrated about? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, 
did you pay did you play super mario 3d world uh on the wii u when it was out i did not my partner okay. actually got it for me for my birthday last year uh, okay got it what did you what do you what do you think of it what do you think of the bowser's fury portion of it uh i don't know it's I get what they were trying to do, what, why they combined the two. I just let me run around in a cat suit and have fun, Nintendo. It's it's way more fun that way. Fairly, fairly simple that way, <laughs> right? All right, fairly simple. Okay, I like it. Um, what was the then, third game you mentioned? Was it a Yoshi game? Yoshi's Island Express. Yeah, from nineteen ninety from nineteen ninety five. That's fantastic. That's a that's such a great game too. It is. Yeah, some of those, some of those I've plot- rage quit over that too. My partner can vouch. <laughs> <laughs> now, so let me ask you. So, Jack, when you're talking like rage quitting, like there are levels of rage quit, right? There is the like curse, flip the table, unplug the device, right? Throw the controllers. What level are you? Are you like a uh, calm? You know what? I need to put this down. I'm going to walk away. Like, wh- or are you like bending controllers? What level are you in that? I am the. I don't like this anymore. I'm going to shut it off. I am okay. not going to turn it back on again for a while. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So you're not you're not breaking anything. No. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah, I think that's that's the right way, right? The calmly calmly. No she hulk smash here, no hulk smash or yep. anything like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that before, like when I've been like squeezing the controller enough or like pressing in buttons that you can start to hear the flex a little bit. And I was like, okay, yep, that's mm-hmm. a that's a good time to walk away. Good time. And I also find like when you're stuck in that like rage, like you're, you know, you've died, you've died, you've died. Like mm-hmm. you're you just like there's there's some psychology around it, right? Like you just kind of get yourself in this loop and you can't get out, right? Mm-hmm. And you keep dying, you keep getting angry, you're angry, and it's just like this vicious cycle. Which, which then means your your gameplay will decrement each time oh exactly it's not, it's not you're not going to get better because you're mad yeah exactly mm-hmm. right so uh in luigi's mansion 3 uh like we talked about in pre-show that is such a good game such a yes good game uh i would highly recommend it i want a four nintendo come on <laughs> nintendo again listen listen if, if you can do anything two things three things for us all right based on jacqueline's appearance one the next nintendo switch has to be pink all right first do that Next, after that, uh, then you need to have a collaboration with Starbucks. All right. You need to do that. And third, Luigi's Mansion 4. I don't think we're asking for a lot. What are you doing right now, Doug Bowser? Come on, make it happen. So that is my that is my pitch for you. And give us real live working polter pups. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm Yeah, that 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 one I'm a little bit questionable on. That seems a little creepy, but I like the energy around it. I like the idea around it. So. They can uh, run through walls, run through floors, bring us back to life. <laughs> yes, all of those things. Yeah. Uh, as a person right now who just only recently got a got a dog about a year and a half a year and a half ago, those those just not being poltergeists are enough energy, let alone ones that could float through things. Uh, but I love that. Okay, uh, Jesse, I see that the the guys have put have put stuff in here. We're not going to talk about them. Jesse, what are you been playing? So you know, I've played Sports Story. I did download that when it launched on the 23rd and uh, fought through that thing. It's a rough game. It is very broken. What works is still doesn't work. And then there's a game breaking bug with about an hour or two from the end that, that we literally had to wait for the patch for them to fix that. 
Yeah. Then Blanco and I did finish the game. I think he somehow talked Drew into buying it and starting it, and he's through the first chapter, and and, and basically the, the first chapter is the most polished chapter. It goes downhill from there. Yeah. Uh, and but you know, not all of the bugs are fixed. I th- hopefully there's another patch that cleans things up. But there's just so many things that are just reproducible, and it's. It's a it's a mess of a game, so <laughs> I, I honestly would not recommend it. And hopefully they do a patch and uh, and it gets better in the future. But but right now it's 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 a rough game. It's a rough play, and I'm really interested in hearing uh, Drew's reaction on the next Dance After Dark to see what what he thinks. Okay, <clears throat> then the. Uh, then I also started after that. I, I picked up Persona Five Royal, finally getting around to doing that. I've been playing. I started it, let's see, two weeks ago on Monday. So it's been just under three weeks. Uh, I've been playing it. I'm um, sixty-five hours in. Wow. So you know, so I, I I haven't gotten sucked into a game this hard since Pokemon Arceus and Dragon Quest Eleven. So it's you know. I'm, I know I'm I having played the game bef- the vanilla version of the game before I know what's coming and basically you know a lot of the palaces at the end game I I, I know I'm not a fan of so pretty much <laughs> what the dun the or the dungeon or the palace as this game calls it that my son says is his favorite while I don't necessarily have a favorite one but I can see that I think it's like the fourth one I don't remember the number but it it is one I like, but at that point, that's when the the quality of the palaces go downhill. Mm-hmm. So I can see why he says that's his favorite, his favorite one. Yeah, that that's the one where you you, uh, you get Futaba, as as a as a teammate. If cool. if you if you know the game, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't played it, play it. <laughs> well, there you go. There there's, fact, a, there's a glowing. I I put a I put out a tweet um, when I got to a certain scene. Where they mentioned pancakes, and I put two posted two images, and you know, I think uh, Blanco reacted to it with the Dance After Dark Twitter account, and I said, "Yeah, this is." He goes, "There's a secret in there," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's one of those things where you know, if you know it, you know it. If you don't, play it." <laughs> That's fair. So I, I do plan. I do plan on finishing this game before starting up three and four. I haven't decided which order I want to do them in. You know, I, I've I've only. This is my second playthrough of five. I have only played through three once, and I have played through four twice. So I'll probably do three first. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I've been playing more Overwatch because that's my new games as a service addiction that I'm on. But I have also been playing a game called A Space for the Unbound. Title is a bit clunky. We're, we have a first look. It's actually going up uh, tomorrow morning. Just at the Nintendo Switch eShop today. Uh, And if you were a person who likes cats, I will tell you within the first 30 minutes of this game, there are about a dozen of them. Um, And you get to pet them too, which is kind of cool. This was in a November showcase for the Indie Indie Showcase. And this is a, it is a narrative driven game. And this was, this was actually really interesting before the game even starts uh, a screen comes up and says, this game deals with 
challenging com- conversations and topics, including depression, thoughts of suicide, and something else. And it says, if you struggle, please ensure that you get your support in your local area. So first, kudos to that, right? Not shying away from difficult conversations and, and difficult, mm-hmm. challenging topics and saying there is help, right? So please try and find that. And of course, if you're a person who struggles with any of these, of these, please please seek um, help as you need it in your area. And there's lots of resources available. Um, it is very heavily narrative driven. And, and again, I'm 30 minutes into it. So I'm going to put up the 30 minute look. Um, but you you and this friend of yours are writing a story and you're writing the story. You're kind of co-wrote the, co-wrote the story together. And then they end up struggling. The, she Like you're kind of the co-writer. She's the main writer and she's struggling to kind of figure out like she has writer's block essentially. Right. And so she says like, I need to get rid of this writer's block. And there's this, there's this, the, the MacGuffin or, or the, the trope within, or the, the thing within the game is you do what's known as a space dive. And it's basically like you kind of go into their heart, you jump into their heart mm. and their soul, and you try and remove whatever that thing is that's stopping. Sounds them. That's, very Persona Five. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of that's kind of being a barrier, right? So, in the first one, you know, you you kind of there's a there's a key on the ground. You open the key, you go through a door, and there's just a bunch of people like laughing at her, right? And she and they're like, "You can't, you're not a writer, and this is all garbage." And so, what you're dealing with is her own insecurities. Right. And so within there, you find this page and you bring the page back to her and is like, this is the final page. This is the final thing. And then she's like, oh, my gosh, now I feel like I can I can write. So it's a very kind of it's a, again very heavily narrative driven. Um, and then there's this other scene where you have to kind of go to her house and and there's a lot implied. Like she's like, I can't go back to my house because I'm fighting with my dad and my dad's not very well, you know, my dad. And so there's there's some some implications there. And then you kind of go, you you end up going through this town, this kind of desolate town. They do a fantastic job with creating a town using some fantastic uh, background and foreground graphics and, and animations that really give you, like, you go past a bridge, and then as you, like, again, I don't know how to animate, but the scene is you walking across the bridge running, and then the next scene is the bridge is this way like you see it behind you and then you're this way if that makes sense so it has a great level of depth to it although very simple it's a 16-bit art style give or take uh, but they do a lot of fantastic with it and so so the again the trope of it or, or or the MacGuffin is that you have to solve problems and so um to be able to solve problems you need to kind of deep dive into people and try and figure out what's going on so they're like mini, mini puzzles in people that you're trying to solve so one of them was this guy's like I, I i can't sleep i'm so tired i can't ever sleep and when you go into his kind of his his heart what there is is like an alarm clock that always goes the lights are always on the windows are open he just can't sleep and so you have to close these things and then you have to go find this tape from another person and you have to like put the tape in and create music for him to sleep so it's a beautiful story right now it's not starting an, to sound more like a psychonauts yeah it, it's um but it's really fantastic it is, is not you know there's no shooting there's none of this stuff it's really problem solving at the individual level and helping them kind of remove barriers or challenges that they're facing um the sound design is fantastic the art style is lovely they do such a great job of telling a story in just some very like short tableau scenes right you become very emotionally connected and drawn um and so uh and i got through the first 30 minutes and that's and then like something happens and i don't want to ruin it for you and then the title card drops 
And you're like, oh, right. So they hook you very quickly in the first 30 minutes. Again, the game is called A Space for the Unbound. Um, we're we're going to have a first look on our YouTube channel tomorrow. You can take a look at that. Uh, it's really cool. It's a very, very cool story. Very cool game, but obviously deals with some very heavy topics. Um, even within the first 30 minutes, you could tell there was a lot of heavy topics they were kind of implying that I think we're going to um, um, break down as well. So very cool. Yeah, so that is that is that. All right, let's turn on our spotlight to our Nintendo Dads family of podcasts, shall we? All right, folks, our family podcast consists of three shows. The first one being Game Pass News, where Nick and Sean go over this week's Xbox news and shenanigans, plus uh, Game Pass releases. That drops every single Saturday. Uh, Dad's After Dark. Well, after the kids are in bed and the wife is distracted, John and Drew get together and talk about video games and dad stuff that we can't talk about on a family-friendly show, even though sometimes I try and say stuff and Jesse has to bleep me, so I apologize for that. But if you're looking for kind of an uncensored uh, Nintendo Dads, head over to Dads After Dark Show. Uh, doing a fantastic job. That drops every other Monday with occasional episodes in between. And of course, there is an entire retro logic shows. There's retro logic. There's on topic retro. There's retro groove and film logic. Uh, retro logic is where we're covering old retro video games. Topic retro is where we discuss uh, overviews of specific retro games with a guest. Retro Groove is all about discussing music from generations and film logic. Well, you guess is all about films as well. So you can head over to retrologic.games and you get all that information. Uh, but they are part of the Retro Logic shows and part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. Head over to Spotify and podcast catchers and all that kind of good stuff to jump into it as well. All right, let's jump into questions from the community. Do, 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 do. Let's see what we got here. All right, <clears throat> first question comes from... <laughs> Zablanc says, "What are some names and terms that you mispronounce on purpose simply because you like to say them differently? For example, I still call them Obisoft instead of Ubisoft because I mispronounced it for too long and prefer my way now. Uh, and it's iPhone example, not iPhone 10. And it's iPhone I X instead of iPhone oh, 10. Okay, and it's Idris uh, uh, Idris Ebel, not." Idris Ebel, how? Oh my gosh! Just the way he's written that down hurts me. Uh, is there anything? Let me ask: Is there anything that you guys mispronounce deliberately to bug people? Oh, when it comes to game names and stuff, I try to do what the publishers want it pronounced. But I do, yeah. I do a lot of like, like punny things with my kids, uh, like, like. Uh, See, like if I'm driving down and I'm like, oh, okay, we just passed 31th Street, and they'll throw a fit. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you know, I, I think you know, back in the early days, back when we did we, the Wii U era, you know, they had the game Zombie U, and mm -hmm. uh, like I've Nintendo uh, Radio Free Nintendo were the first people I heard do this, but I've kind of picked it up too. They they call it the game Zombie U. Zombie U. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Put a, put a, a thick French accent on that. Zambi, <laughs> right? I like it. Okay. Jack, anything uh, anything come to mind? In terms of video games, not really. I kind of have my punny moments too. When everybody works from home 
and you're in a Zoom meeting, you you try to lighten things up a little bit, try to connect. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen the show Friends, but I love taking antidotes from that. Like, it's a moot point. I mean, it's a cow's opinion. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's it's moot. One. I love that. That's, <laughs> that is a fantastic one. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, I like to occasionally say Mario as opposed to Mario. Which wait, which one's right? What's wrong? You got it wrong. Yeah, you got it wrong. Mario is the correct, and you like to say Mario. Yeah, I like to say Mario because I know that that used that used to bug one of our hosts a lot. So I used to say Mario a lot. It's Mario and Luigi. Um, yeah, and then my 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 daughter noticed you said that like and like the same week that Zach brought it up. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Oh, it was it was like it, it, I felt like it got beat out of me. Actually, I remember someone like sent me an email. And it like actually like phonetically showed me how I was supposed to say it. I was like, okay, wow. okay, simmer down, Nintendo Dad fans. All right, like <laughs> you're up here, bring it down here. <laughs> yeah, let's bring it down a notch. All right, all right. Uh, Forty or four fifty asks, what's the oldest game in your backlog? For me, it's Zelda Two. Been on my backlog since its original release. Ooh, Jacqueline, what's on your backlog? Oldest game. Oldest game that's on my backlog. I don't even know if I can play this anymore. I just want to. It still counts. And this is, okay, this is a PC game, Lemmings. I know it's been mentioned on this show before. Them little green dudes, they're, they're hard to control after a certain level. That is fantastic. Okay. And after a point, I just blow them all up. You, you see the three, two, one. I like it. Okay. That's half the fun. Mm-hmm. Jesse, what do you got? I think mine would be Final Fantasy V. Ooh. That is that is a game I I did dabble with it back in the I had the, bought the PS one version and played it on my PS two and only got an hour or so in. I also picked it up picked up the GBA version of it and never touched it. I bought it on Pixel Remaster on Steam. Haven't touched that one yet, and I'll likely get pick it up when it comes out on Switch, and eventually, hopefully, I'll I'll play it. But uh, that one's one I haven't played yet. Okay, at least more than an hour. I am gonna say Chrono Trigger. Um, Oh, we have that. (laughs) That yeah, that one's almost worse. Yeah, I will say I don't have it on the Super Nintendo, but I have the Chrono Trigger on DS. So, I mean, that's a so I mean, you know, that's that's probably the oldest because of when the original Chrono Trigger was was slotted for Super Nintendo. So I'm gonna say that's probably my probably and that's probably the one that gives me the most like I really need to just do this. Like I that's the one that I need to sit down and really, really wrap some time into that as well. Okay. Um we've got a couple more questions. Jesse. I'm going to, we're going to answer the next question Then I actually need to step out for a couple of minutes to pick up my wife. Do you want to then continue the rest of the questions with you and Jacqueline? And then if, if you need to wrap up the show uh, or I'll be back and we can do post show. Is that fair? Sure. Okay. Fair enough. So next question is uh, from Quagmire. Quagmire. Yeah. I'm, I'm eagerly, eagerly awaiting fire emblem engage and stop playing the sparks of hope at the fourth planet. As I felt over the game. 
I think it's a combination of getting tired of the Ubisoft formula and the only games I'm interested in playing isn't out. I got this way about a week before um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 too. Have you ever just not felt like playing games after you anticipated a new release? Ooh. So you get a new release, you're hyped for it, but then you're like, eh, I'm done with it. What do you think? Any games happen to this for you? Card Shark. Card Shark. Okay. That was one that I was interested in originally, but when it came out, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm interested in that anymore. Yeah. Okay. Jacqueline? Oh, this is going to take me back. And I'm going to apologize now if you don't agree with me. I just don't like the motion controls for this. Super Mario Galaxy. About... The map first takes off into space and you get that sense of movement. I was like, nope, done. Nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm over this. That's fair. <laughs> that's that's that is fair. That is a that is a tough game uh to get over because it's so good. But mm-hmm. uh but yeah, that's I mean that's fair, right? Like it doesn't doesn't land with everybody. Oh, that's good. Okay, I like that one. Uh mine is from last year, and that is Mario Super Mario Strikers. Uh, I was very excited for that game. I thought it looked fantastic. And then let me tell you that. Didn't you even predict it? (laughs) I did. I predicted it. I won and I, but I should have predicted it was going to be a train wreck and that's what ended up happening. Uh, And so that's disappointing. That was like a whole week of, I was like, Oh, this is great. This is awesome. And then I was like, Nope, no, this is definitely not my jam as well. Ooh, interesting question. Oh, Timothy off tag Tim's in. Nice job, Timmy. I appreciate that. Man, that's that is a fantastic jump in. Did you did you know I was jumping out and you just jumped in? Is that what you you doing there? I heard you say it, yeah, because I was listening and uh I finished my work. So well then, Yay. ladies and gentlemen, uh <laughs> Tim, this is Jacqueline. Jacqueline, Hi, Jacqueline. Uh, Tim. Hi. Uh sure, folks. I need to drop out for a little bit. Uh you're in competent hands. Um, so <laughs> I will I will step out um and be back in a little bit. Bye-bye. So where do we leave off? What questions we got left? Right. Well, before we get to the next question, I want to jump to the chat. Uh, How to Man okay. Seven from YouTube at, says, "Downloaded Picross 3D Round Two for a trip to Japan. I didn't realize what I was missing. It is fantastic. What is your favorite Picross game?" So I agree that the 3D and 3D Round Two definitely are different animals to tackle. And I and I, I did play through uh, 3D Round Two a few months ago. Uh, and uh but really more or less all the pick rocks games are the same it's just different puzzles so if you if you if you like if you like pick rocks in general then jupiter has a crap ton out there <laughs> if you if you want one with cute uh cute characters there's the sanrio one there's there's one with characters from well, i don't remember the anime there's base I'll oh, forget that one. I can't think of the name, but in uh, on the 3ds, if while you can still redeem point uh, your platinum points on eShop, they have a Zelda one. I think they have a, a peak, uh, Pokemon one that's free to download, but then you can buy buy components. I think they do have a, a cap. Once you put in like thirty bucks, then you you've pretty much unlocked everything. If I remember right, it's been a while since I played those. But yeah, but if you like the the Picross S games on the Switch, there are what six or eight of them now. I don't. I've lost count. Eight. <laughs> They're yeah, eight. We're on S eight. 
is what we just recently downloaded, right? So, yep. And then with the 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 those games normally have like large puzzle mode, like forty by thirty or something, that will. If you have previous game saves data on your system, then they'll unlock additional uh, an additional puzzle. Yes. So if you don't have that, then you're kind of locked out. So start you know start with the first one and just kind of go in order, and you'll eventually have everything as they unlock. <laughs> They're great games for just sitting and relaxing too. So. Yeah, if that's the type of thing that helps you with that, sometimes some yeah. people might get frustrated yeah. with them. <laughs> yeah, Justin gets frustrated with them, but it's relaxing to me, right? <laughs> okay, so the next question on the, in the notes is from Spider Sean. With the rumor of a new Nintendo game coming possibly to the mobile, should Tim just save the shipping costs by keeping the belt where it is? <laughs> I mean, right there, that right there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly. <laughs> Yes, I I agree. We should it should stay right there enshrined yep. in the Nintendo Dad's but, Hall of Fame. But does shelf. that if it if it comes into mobile only and not the Switch, does that count toward your prediction? I don't remember <laughs> what I said. Did I say to the Switch, or did I just say Nintendo Dogs will be announced? Well, I think that's what you said. I watched that episode. Yeah. I think so. I think it was, in fact, actually we'll have, close to them. We'll here, have to so. throw the red flag down and you know, a watch new the Nintendo replay. Dogs game releases. That's all I said. Oh, uh, a new Nintendo Dogs game releases. Oh, uh, I don't know if I like that. Ha! <laughs> uh-huh. I was got that umbrella open to capture that if it happens. Taking lessons from Justin. Yes. <laughs> I think I think I should. I think no. It's uh, right now. J- Justin was like, "Keep it there," because if he come, it's too much to, to ship to Canada. But if he mm. does come over here to the U.S., we'll figure out. Like we'll plan it to where he'll tell me. Like if he comes to visit Kansas City, uh, or Kansas or wherever you're at, Jesse, in one of those mm. two sides of Kansas City, <laughs> uh, that maybe I would <laughs> ship it. I would say the right side, but that still could be confusing. I mean, I'm going to mean the correct side. The correct side. So, <laughs> if if he knows ahead of time that he's going to see visit Jesse or be near Jesse, I could send it off to him over there. So, and then he can take it home on on his uh, over his uh, carry on. That's what I was trying to think of. So it'll be easier we, to we carry. Got ways. It. Hmm. It'll be easier for him to carry that than the Xbox he carried back in November. Right. So, but then it also depends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It also depends too on whether or not he wins it again next year, because then it would be expensive to send it back to whoever wins. <laughs> right. So, might just keep it here, and then whoever wins on the U.S. side, then we'll send it over. I'll send it over to them because it's easier to ship that way. Hey, Koopa Kid eighty has two questions. The first one is. Next month, Kirby's Dreamland Deluxe hits the Switch and was re- originally a Wii game. What Wii games would you give the Deluxe treatment and have released on the Switch? Dreamland was a great game, and I think it'll great benefit greatly from the cel-shaded slash updated graphics on the Switch. And then you, you replied with Metroid Prime Trilogy. I mean, come on. But also, <laughs> Zack and, Wick, and Wiki Quest for Barbarossa's Treasure. That's a game I've never played. 
Yeah, I think Zach hmm. and Wiki would be a good one uh, to bring over, whether it's deluxe version or not. I think it would be cool to have over on the Switch. How about you, Jackie? Super Paper Mario. I still what? play that one till this day on the Wii. I still have mine. I love they Super could, Paper Mario. Such a great they could game. expand it, add more levels to the sewers on the very bottom floors. I've rage quit. I know I've said this like a <laughs> lot tonight because but Nintendo, I, I swear those guys, their goal is to get you mad, to get you frustrated and quit. And then there's this love-hate relationship where you remember why you got the thing in the first place. And you do the whole thing all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There's, yeah. I actually, I like the torture and go back the next day and give it another go sometimes. So Mm -hmm. I have, I can't think of a game where I didn't come back to it and at least try it again. So where I just completely, like you said, for you, like rage quit. No, you're never coming back to it. Never coming back to it again. I don't like this anymore. You're going to turn it off. Right. Yeah. I don't remember any games like that, but yeah, that's I dread was Metroid dread was one for sure. It was like, I had to stop playing it and just set it down, set it aside. Otherwise that switch is going to end up across the room. (laughs) So yeah, for sure. I understand the rage quit thing, but I like that super paper Mario one. That's a great, great idea too. How about Link's crossbow training? Yes. Yeah. Get a new the... get a new uh, um, well, peripheral that we can put our Joy Cons in and shoot. Maybe a Labo. <laughs> oh yeah, you can make it a, your own. A Labo accessory. Yeah, but yeah, you can use motion control similar to what they did in Pikmin Three. It'll like you know, it's it's still not perfect. You know, the actual IR sensor was was more accurate. But then, what the Joy Cons can do, but it's it, it's still playable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tried to think of a better answer, but you know, I am so disconnected from the Wii. Um, it's kind of like you know NES. It's like I at this point, I don't really have nostalgia for anything. If I if it, it either already has been re released or I've forgotten about it. <laughs> That's a good point. Another one I think that would be good, and actually I posted recently on Twitter, is um, uh, shoot, now I can't. I just had the name in my head. It was just posted about it. It was the um, oh, geez, oh, pizza's on. The Come on, you got this. <laughs> it starts with a C. The um, it's like uh, the it's a first person shooter, and you're holding an orb in your hand. Oh, I know what you're talking about. To unlock certain things in there. And I can't, I just posted about it too. It's like, ah, I can't remember. But anyways. I'm I'm looking at your Twitter account to see if it jumps out at me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks, Coffee Wolf Gamer. He says, my my hat is full of awesome. Transformers hat. The the, The conduit. The conduit. Thank you. Jeez, old Pete's. It's like it's late. I've been working all day, so my brain is mush. So, but yes, the conduit I think would be cool if we could get a deluxe or remastered brought over to the Switch. I think that would be cool. I like that game. It was, it was just stupid fun. I mean, it wasn't anything new. It wasn't anything that would blow your mind. You know, first-person shooter type stuff. It was just fun. I enjoyed it. Little, the little things that it did, and it was fun. 
Then the last question we have is what happened to Nintendo mobile games? Nintendogs will be great for mobile, and wasn't there supposed to be a Zelda mobile game? That was the rumor, yes. Yeah, I I, 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 I remember, I don't know if it was a rumor or actually stated that it was in development by uh, DNA uh, back when that was the same. Spider Shan but... confirmed it, that it was a report by Wall Street Journal. Okay. Ah. Uh, it was is rumored to be Zelda. It wasn't anything confirmed by Nintendo. At the time, we Nintendo did announce that DNA was going to do multiple projects, yes. and a Zelda one made sense. If and that just never happened. Yeah, but the basic, you know, pretty yeah, they Mario Run kind of bombed because. People didn't like the te- having a ten dollar price tag on it. Um, the Fire Emblem game is the one that made them the most money. Yeah, the Dragalia. I think they learned a lot from their experiments with mobile stuff. Yeah, was that Dragalia Lost? Is that what that was? Oh yeah, Dragalia yeah. something. Yeah, so that was an original, an original IP that I think was relatively successful, just not Fire Emblem successful. <laughs> But you know, a game that did shut down last year. But after it was up for multiple years, if there was anything else, I'm escaping my my head now. But yeah, so we don't know if Zelda was actually a thing or just you know, and it got canceled or just never happened. Yeah, it was. I've actually been wondering the same thing about their mobile games too. It's, I, it's been in the news before, and I but I can't remember for sure if it was if Nintendo said they were backing off of things from that, or if it was just another rumor. I think they uh, said that they were backing off. Yeah. So they were slowing some things down with the mobile games. And uh, it was, I guess, yeah. an episode says switch took off. So <laughs> yeah, right. I kind of, I think it was more of just kind of preparing just in case switch doesn't do well. So they were trying to build another yeah. pillar. Well, well, because, yeah, because Nintendo, you know, knew that the 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 console video game market in Japan is almost non-existent. Switch has something like a ninety-eight percent attach rate, or you know, a market share. That's the word. Uh, so you know, pre-Switch, mobile was logical, but with Switch being as successful as it was, it made less sense to go. Outside of that, yeah, for sure. All right, I think that wraps things up. Did, were you? Do you have the notes up to do, to, to run the closer? Or did I you, sure did anything else can. you wanted to throw? Sure, I could do the closer. Anything else you want to add before we close out, Jacqueline? I had fun. I found you guys. I said this earlier when I needed help with Luigi's Mansion 3 with this composer ghost on the fourth floor and that dang piano. And I forget which I started mixing up search terms because IGN, nothing else I did was helpful. And I'm glad I found you guys. You have a great vibe. I'm glad I could be your producer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, like Jesse's saying, no, thank you. <laughs> no, it's very awesome and very happy to have you on here and look forward to having you on again. And if anybody wants to come hang out with Jacqueline, you got to come join our Discord and then you can hang out with Jacqueline. 
And is there anywhere else they can find you, Jacqueline, in case they want to, if they want to connect and find out more about what games you're into, uh, especially if they heard you on the show and were like, hey, I like some of the same stuff she does. So easiest way you can find me is on Instagram. It's my name, all lowercase letters all together. I'm pretty easy to find. I do work a lot. I'm kind of in the same category as you, Tim, but I am available most of the time, unless cool. my job sucks me in. <laughs> I understand that one. All right, cool. Well, thanks again, Jacqueline, for joining us and being a Patreon producer. So with that, thanks to our subscribers, our 6,625 of you on YouTube. Thank you so much for subscribing to us, as well as our 1,393 followers on Twitch, as well as the 16 Twitch subscribers we have. Don't forget, if you have Amazon Prime, you get one free month every month to apply to anybody on Twitch that you want to. And we'd be happy to accept that free uh, subscription if you'd like to share it with us. <laughs> so, and then that'll allow you to get into Discord and our Discord community like Jacqueline and come join in, in our conversations there and even join in on say like the dinner table, which is coming up tonight. If you're listening to this in about a minute after midnight. <laughs> so, um, Get 20% off your Manscaped orders with free shipping with code NINDADS. Don't forget about that. That's N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Check out our merch store via nintendodads.org slash merch. Huge thanks again to our Patreon producers like Jacqueline and Dave Ernsberger, RJ Kern, and Skinny Matt. And a huge thanks to all of our Patreons. Thanks. Thanks. And thanks. Check out our website, nintendodads.org, for everything that we got going on with YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes, links to our social medias, links to all of our podcasts, uh, family of podcasts, everything going on there. You can also find us in most places like Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube by typing Nintendo Dads, all one word, or email us at nintendodads at gmail.com, or call in and leave a voicemail at 92925NDADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show. Download your favorite podcast app of choice, like CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or Spotify, and then download our podcast and leave us a review if they allow it. Again, we like five stars. Anything less, again, goes to everybody else but us. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks again for listening. For Justin, for Marty, for Jesse, for Jacqueline, and for me. Everybody have a good night, and we'll check you later. Good night. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. You gotta get your together. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Nintendo Dad's Podcast.